Blog Talk Radio. Today, but 
it's sometimes it gets confusing be, with when you're doing an international show because uh, when people can just call in, then they think it's easy. But the thing is that uh, there, there's time zone differences, and I think he got confused. Somebody got confused with the time zone, so uh, he is on an, on an airplane right now. So obviously he's not calling from there. So Kent had an emergency. TQ had a flight, and uh, we we all kind of found out. We couldn't do the show that we planned on tonight on Twitter about an hour ago. So uh, Rich is, is uh, kind enough to step in here, and I appreciate it, sir. Um, yeah, well, you know. We will have CQ and Kent on very soon. Um, and anyway, man, it, uh, it's been a long time. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I mean, it's great that uh, you called me because I was just sitting on my butt. I wasn't on an airplane, and I definitely wasn't uh-huh. in an emergency. So, uh Thank goodness this worked out. I'm here to talk, and um, and we've got so much to say. We've got so much to say. I haven't <laughs> seen you, and it's been what a year, maybe two. Yeah, it has been a long time. When was the, the last time? I think the last time you were in town, I was unable to attend. Unfortunately, usually, usually when you're in town, Rich, I'm there. But for some reason, I couldn't make it last time. It was probably a time zone issue. <laughs> um. Yeah, different time zone in Brooklyn than in in on the Lower East Side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no. Hey, this is great. I haven't hosted a radio show in a long time. I mean, we were on a thing. You you invited me to host this show with you a couple of years ago, and it was a blast. And since then, it's been kind of awkward trying to get the time thing. Yeah, you know, maybe it's. You said it was on supposed to be on Monday, right? You said the show is on Monday. Usually, the show is on Mondays. So we're having a hump day radio show. <laughs> Actually, this we can trace back to the show's origins in that when it first started, um, there were many shows that we did on Wednesday evenings. So this is kind of, I feel very, uh, this this the show in this capacity feels very familiar to me, so I'm kind of digging that. I didn't expect that. It feels more familiar because it's a Wednesday? Yes, exactly, because we used to do like, the show on Wednesday evenings. It's a nostalgia thing. I get it. That's good. That's good. Back to the old roots. Uh, right. Speaking of the right. old roots, you, you know what I, I I haven't really been able to do much lately, and I, I don't know if I've really done it since the last time you were on. Hmm. I'm going to do it right now. Uh, who's that kid that Ross Gallo hangs out with a lot that he lives with? Her name is Matt. Matt what? <laughs> yeah, that was – yeah, I remember this. Wait, his last name is Hawk. Oh damn it! Here we go. <laughs> I didn't give you. See, I didn't give you the first name, so you weren't you weren't cued with the musical thing. His name is. You didn't give his name is his name is Matt, and then. Oh, and then Hawk. And then I can yeah Hawk yeah right yeah. So then you use the Hawk. Those can't be hawks because I don't think hawks even hang out together. There's like five or six of them squawking away. They don't even hang out together. They don't like flock together. Hawks. Hawks. The hawks are together, but they don't flock together. What you say? Hawks don't flock together. You. The sound effect sounds more like seagulls. (laughs) I think. Aren't they crows? You, are they crows? Well, hawks are not crows, but you know, <laughs> neither here nor there. Oh boy! Yes, I. I Back, you know. And Alex, huh? I was gonna say. I was gonna say that guy Hawk uh, is having a birthday with that guy Ross. 
this Saturday. Where are they having it? Uh, you know, I recall when they had their last birthday party in New York before they left for L.A. that it, they chose the most expensive place to have it. It was a nightmare. So this time it's their apartment. I mean, it's there's still a cover. I'm not sure what the cover is, but it's at their apartment. <laughs> which is, okay, you know what? So it's just down the street from me, which is great. I, you know, I just walk over there, and then we have drinks, believe it or not, and then I could just walk back or stumble one way or the other. It is uphill, though, to get back to my place, so it's going to be a challenge. Where are you living now out there? I live, like, right on the border of Hollywood and West Hollywood. Technically, I'm in Hollywood, but I like to think I'm in West Hollywood. And what is your street address and apartment number? Just kidding. I'm not doing so, that. Not on the air. Jeez. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so how's the traffic been out there? The traffic's all right. You know, I um, I spent a little time the other day washing my car because uh, that's something I like to do. I have a little sports car, and I said, all right, I'm going to take the day. I don't have anything else going on. I'm going to wash and wax my car, and um, and now I'm very proud. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? We're talking about where you are right now. You're in Los Angeles. This is the city of angels. You're out there. What? What has been going on the last couple of days with this, this cop who killed some cops and then another know, cop got shot and then the cop who killed the cop got shot? What's going on out there? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, it's kind of – I'm not even sure how, what to say about the whole thing. It's kind of wild and crazy. Uh, yeah, he, he was in a log cabin up in Big Bear, which I'm going skiing in, in Big Bear in a couple of weeks. So I was concerned that this guy was going to be up there, and I like to I, I like to impersonate police officers. So I was concerned mm-hmm. that if I went there as dressed <laughs> as a skiing police officer, that I would be in trouble. So, so luckily it seems like they may have found the guy. And you know, the news isn't out yet whether or not his dental records are going to match up with the thing, but I imagine they got him. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Now. Along those lines, a little bit later in the show, I think we're going to place a call out to a friend of ours who was on, just on Wheel of Fortune last night. His name's Sean Broyles, a good friend of the show. Um, and he recorded on his like DVR and then posted on YouTube um, this clip that I'm about to play of a local L.A. anchor getting pranked by some guy from a radio show. I think it may have been from the Howard Spencer show. So... Uh, Sean, last time he was on, was in trouble for putting up a a different video of Jamie Kennedy's New Year's Eve disaster celebration. It's like some weird network in Los Angeles. Did you hear about this? This awful. I don't uh, don't know. I don't know. What what they do? They they like everything was disorganized. They were dropping the f bomb like crazy. Uh, It was just a, a overall like poorly, really poorly produced show that Jamie Kennedy was like cursing during and like he was. I don't know. And then he tried to play it off as an act, but then he wound up telling the New York Times, like, you just can't fail anymore. It's not acceptable to fail anymore. And it sounded like an admission of guilt. Anyway, Sean posted the whole thing on YouTube and got in trouble and got, like, had to take some sort of YouTube tutorial in terms of copyright law and, like, in order to get back (laughs) to the account back. Yeah, I didn't know they did that. That's that's like, yeah, that's like when you get pulled over for drunk driving and then you have to go to, you have to take classes for that, only this is YouTube. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to play this clip from a local L.A. station. I'm not sure which one, but uh, we'll be right back here with Rich Prue. This is regarding the very situation we're talking about out in Los Angeles. All right, Carter, I'm going to have to interrupt you quickly. I I apologize. I have to interrupt you, Carter. We want to go live to the telephone. 
Mike Tower from the Fish and Game Department is joining us now. Uh, is it Mr. Tower? Do I have the name correct? Speaking, yes, Tower. Uh, first of all, can you tell us how this all started this afternoon? Because we understand that it did involve a California Fish and Game official. Is that correct? He made the initial spotting of Christopher Dorner? That's correct. And then uh, we called law enforcement. It was confirmed that there was gunfire. Who it was, uh, we don't know at this point. We believe it was Ronnie the limo driver firing at Mr. Dorner, and uh, we believe that he hit him. And, Mr. Tower, you say uh, Ronnie the limo driver? Yes, ma'am. Ronnie the limo driver. Ronnie Mund. Uh, he was on his way to a block party, and uh, he uh, got caught in a fight out, fire out. And it's your impression that one of the uh, Fish and Game Wardens was the first person to spot Christopher Dorner? You're a real dumbass. You still don't know that this is a prank? All right. Apparently, some people taking advantage of live television on a very serious day here in Los Angeles. So, uh, Rich Prue, what do you think about that, that running uh, limo driver? Yeah, that's, that's shocking. That's shocking. I, I, I mean, the prank is is pulled off it's just a little edgy you know it's too soon yeah but agree but i guess but i guess that's the point right i mean it's the too soon kind of uh shock value humor i guess so well i can't help but think about when i hear that is that whole thing where the with the um that lady called in from that australian radio station imitating the queen queen of england yeah. I know uh, this one. And, yeah, I know yeah. this one. And then the then she she died, right? The the nurse that that took uh, the phone call. Jeez. Yeah, man, we're getting into some dark stuff here, Ryan. Yeah, she um <laughs> she was so upset. I believe this is the case. She was upset because you know she had let this call go through to the to the room with the the royal party and and then uh, found that it was a prank and she got so upset with with the whole situation that she I think she she did herself in or. Or something along those lines, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, these prank calls can—they uh, can do some damage. Um, I just—I uh, have a hard time because sometimes they're really funny, and it's—it's uh, yeah. it's like a balance. It's a good and evil. Well, no, it's an evil and evil, but funny evil kind of thing. <laughs> some of my favorite moments of living in Los Angeles uh, for the two years that I did was. Uh, driving in the morning to work and listening to uh, Big Boy's Neighborhood on Power 106 where Big Boy would play this guy Luther Luffay and do prank calls and also on Ryan Seacrest's radio show. He used to have this little girl named Little Allie uh, make these prank calls as well, and they were the funniest things ever. Yeah, they're good. I mean, prank calls can be really good. I I, I don't think, you know, there was this discussion, again, with the Australian team, the guys who did the, uh, they're off the air now. I don't know if that was their own choice or if the station said, no, you guys went too far with your prank call or, or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I, I, they're doing what they're supposed to do if their show is about that kind of thing. And so uh, unless there's a legal reason that they can't do what they're doing, which, I mean, again, I'm not entirely sure on how that works out legally, but uh, I, <laughs> it's the freedom of Australian speech or whatnot. I don't know. So they are off the air. They're gone from the the station. I, I, the I believe. Station? I mean, this is a kind of a month ago or something. So I'm not sure. Maybe they're back on. But I'm pretty sure the original. Uh, yeah, the story afterwards was that they were being either shut down or that they just weren't going to do any more or something along those yeah. lines. Um, I, you know, I, I'm really uh, not proud of my fact checking on this radio show tonight, Ryan. So just <laughs> tell your, tell your no, you're, you're doing great. You're doing great. Um, okay, great. Before great. I. 
forget though, Rich, uh, uh, this this Finding Normal the Web series, this new show of yours. Oh, yeah. Tell me, tell me what's what that's about, who's involved, and when people can see it and where. All right, I will. Yeah, you know, we just finished filming uh, two weeks, uh, two and a half weeks ago. Filmed uh, a lot of it here in our apartment, and then uh, some places in uh, various LA locales. Um, actually, my girlfriend Lisa Coombs. Also a Syracuse uh, drama alumni. Yeah, you know Lisa. Um, she, I know Lisa. She wrote it. Hello, Lisa. You do know Lisa. And uh, she wrote it, and um, you know, with a little bit of critical input from myself. And mm-hmm. uh, she did the producing of it, and we started a Kickstarter and got all the stuff we needed together for that. Um, it's a show about a girl. Uh, her name is Ashley. Lisa plays Ashley. And uh, she's kind of struggling to find a, a group to fit in with. She's a little shall we say, socially awkward. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, part of this is she's trying to take an online class, an online screenwriting class. And she wants to do that because it's online. She doesn't have to hang out with anybody. She can just kind of learn something kind of off to the side. And um, and then she finds out that the online class requires that you have a an in-person partner that comes over and hangs out with you and works on the stuff. So that kind of backfires. Mm-hmm. I end up being the character that comes in and uh, meets with her, and we start writing sketches. I mean, it's kind of a, a platform for putting in some sketch comedy into this overarching story of Ashley trying to find her way as a social entity. And so we have some sketches throughout each of the three-minute episodes on the web series. Um, and, yeah, there's six episodes for the first season. We're just about to get the – actually, we just saw our first uh, rough cup of the first episode, and it looks great. Everything went really well. Uh, it's a it's it's exciting. It is really exciting, and we're really happy to be able to uh, work with friends, and uh, you know, work with our connections that we have here already, and uh, do some mm-hmm. of our own written stuff. So yeah, it's it's fun. It's going to be quirky and awkward and goofy at the same time. So uh, yeah, keep an eye out for it. We should be releasing in late March. Uh, FindingNormalWebSeries.com. Is it mainly comedy or coming of age or? It's a, it's a little bit of both, yeah, but it's specifically okay. comedy-based. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be funny. It is. Um, and it is funny. So I think, uh, yeah, it's coming of age, too, though. I mean, people, you know, I think we're trying to figure out our target audience. I'm pretty sure the target audience is going to be somewhere, like, in the uh, late teenage to early 20s girls that are maybe going right. to resonate with the character, that kind of thing. Um, and that's okay with me because I don't mind if uh, girls uh, watch me on television or web series, that kind of thing. We're catering <laughs> to girls. That's just well, fine. Why would you say that? If your girlfriend's right, you know, she wrote it and everything. Yeah, yeah. No, I, don't, I have no complaints. Lisa's, uh, <laughs> she's, she's really set it up just right. Very nice. Um, so, Rich, two quick questions. Did you watch the Grammys and did you see the State of the Union? Uh, you know what I saw the State of the Union, the Grammys. I, you know, I know you were going to have two musical hosts on today. I, I, you know, I play the piano every now and then, but I listen to like electronica and stuff. Like I, I'm not in the music scene as much as uh, as many of your listeners probably would hope I am. You, you know who's really into the music scene? Who would? I wish we had. Uh, I wish we could talk to Jeff Zablinski right now. Oh, Jeff. You know, I see him every now on Facebook. He, uh, I haven't seen him in forever, but, um, yeah, we comment yeah. back and forth a little bit. Yeah, is he really into music? Is he? Yeah, is he? That's my question. Is he into music? Oh, you asked that, Rich? Yeah, yeah. 
He is. I just I wish I wish he was on the line right now to talk to us about it. Is this? Are you? Are you joking? He's on the line right now, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Jeff, are you there? Hello. Yeah. If he had heard the Grammys, then he would be the perfect person to talk to about him. Hello. Unless it's not. Oh, hello. Hello. Can you have some? Hi. What's your What's your name? Hello. Someone's there. Someone's there, and it's not me. Hey, can you hear me? This is Tamika. What's up? Oh, my God. Hello, Tamika. How are you? Where are you? I'm in a zoo. I think, I think she's I, in an elevator. I think you might be in an elevator. Well, I really thought that I that was going to be. I think so. Can you, can you hear us, Tamika? We can barely hear you. I can hear you very well. Can you not hear me? Oh, there you are. We, we got you now. <laughs> well, what, what what's up? To what do we owe this pleasure? I don't know, man. I'm just hanging out here in sunny Southern California and not missing a winter in uh, New York. Yeah, uh, I well, agree you and, with you. You and Rich True are in the same area then. Oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah. Very sweet. You guys could have co-hosted from from out there and left me out of it. We could have. <laughs> no. <laughs> so so as uh, Tamika, um, I want you to hang around for for a minute. You know what I was just telling Rich True is we really could use uh, because of the Grammys were on the other night, and I had a feeling Rich True wasn't going to be watching them. We could use a real music and sound expert like maybe Jeff Zablinski. If only he was. Around right now, dude. You know what? Okay, fine. But I, I will say this, and it does sound very echoey on my end. <laughs> but uh, okay, Jeff Zablinski, are you there? I, I am here. Are you there? Ah, oh, we are here. Yes. Okay, there. Jeff, Rich, Crew, reunited Hi, once Jeff. again. Rich, How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Wait a minute. Are you actually to- Topeka? Me? No, she's not from Topeka. Her, her, na- hey, her name is... Let's get it straight. My name is Tamika. Uh, oh, my family uh, is from Kansas at some point. Yeah, yeah, Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> Wait, Tamika, you're from Kansas? Some of my family is from Kansas. So. All right. I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> call, I, there's four of us right now. There are four of us right now on the line, and it is pure chaos. Like like the other night when Lynn Manuel made that announcement at the United Palace Theater in Washington Heights. Uh, Jess Blinsky, did you watch the Grammys? I, I did watch some of the Grammys. I I, uh, I was working, but then after work I uh, I did catch the uh, the end of the show. Um uh, so did I think? did not. I, I thought it was great. I I was you know pretty psyched for uh, a bunch of the winners and sort of this kind of like folky uh, renaissance that's happening right now with like your Mumford and Sons and your you know that sort of uh, uh, genre of music. I was excited that it wasn't all uh, you know crappy teeny bop. Uh, 
auto-tuned music that was winning this year. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And uh saw Jack White's performance, which I thought was pretty good. And uh, and what else did I say? I saw the Bob Marley tribute. That was great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think some of the production values of, of the show this year were, were, were awesome. Um, I did notice that there was a, a few uh, audio snafus, if you will, um, throughout the show, but it's hard to say whether that was a problem at the venue or if it was just uh, on the televised feed that that happened. Because uh, mm-hmm. having been to a live award show, I took my hand to the Tony Awards one year, and people were like, you know, flabbergasted. They were like, why does it sound like crap? His mic's not even on, which we did not experience at Radio City when we went at all. Um, really? Yeah, it's it's difficult because, you know, they split it out to a truck and that there's a guy in a truck, you know, missing for the millions of people watching at home. And, you know, that guy probably ran to the bathroom or fell asleep. Or, you know? Um, <laughs> um, but, Tamika, but did you watch the Grammys? Tamika? Are you watching Tamika? Uh, Tamika has is, is is in and out of this conversation. Rich, Rich Crew, you didn't. <laughs> Tamika, I never heard her say she was from Kansas before tonight, so I don't know what she's talking. I think she's just going along with what you're saying. Um, but Rich Prue, uh, the, this the you are against award shows, is what I'm gathering. No, I'm not against award shows. You know, we have the Academy Awards that are coming up right in my neighborhood here uh, next weekend, and I'll. I won't, I won't, I won't be at them because uh, I'm not that famous just yet. But I know mm-hmm. the traffic will be messed up because of them. I mean, it's just up the street from me here, and I already closed off Hollywood Boulevard. That's a week away. I, you know. Yikes. Well, they do. In their defense, they do have to convert that mall into something that looks like glamorous and fabulous. You know, yeah, it's certainly, it's certainly nothing yet. And then, yeah, you're right. You've got a point, Jeff. It's just. Uh, it's just a road no one really visits if you live here, and uh, suddenly it's going to have red everywhere. Yeah, and it's just funny that, you know, you walk in, because it's at the Kodak again, right? Is that where it is? Yeah, right here? sure. Sure, let's go yeah. with that. Why not? I mean, you walk into that theater, and it's really a mall. There's, like, a Gucci store there. It's, like, four layers of mall. But when you watch it on TV, you would never believe that the lobby of that theater is actually up a huge staircase and not, you know, as right. grandiose as they decorate it. Yeah, no, you're right. They definitely cover up the smoothie store with, like, uh, pictures and backgrounds and stuff. Which is unfortunate because <laughs> I feel like, you know, the if it's a Jamba Juice, they would make tons if they could just, like, cut a little slit in the fabric and yeah. leave it open. They could just, you know? yeah, just, just hand out Jamba Juices to the slit. You get their banana strawberry mix. That'd be great, actually. That'd be a good call. <laughs> You know, add some like, Malibu rum to that, and you're set for a seven-hour award show. Yes, yeah, that is the way it should be. <laughs> I mean, she's back. Tanika, where'd you go? Oh, is she not back? Oh, I don't know. Doesn't doesn't sound like she's back. Can you <laughs> Did hear I me think now? that deaf was Tanika just now? Wait, who's that? All right. Never mind. Tanika, are you there? Never or not? Mind. Okay, moving on. I, who yeah. said the thing about Malibu rum just now? I, I did, Jeff. Oh, okay. I thought you were Tamika. 
Um, no. So, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff I thought Zablinski, you were tell me as well, actually. <laughs> tell, tell me what's going on in your life, Jeff Zablinski, and also in Tamika Kid's life. Well, uh, I I am doing a production of Sunset Boulevard right now out at the Drury Lane Theater in Oak Brook, Illinois, which is uh, right outside of Chicago. Um, after closing a, hopefully none of my bosses hear this, but a hellacious production of Singing in the Rain. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's pretty much my life right now. I bought a house, and I'm getting that in, in order here in Chicago, which is awesome and stressful and sucks the life out of me. Um, <laughs> wow, you bought a house? That's amazing. Yeah, congratulations. congratulations. That's great. Thank you. I did. It was, you know, it was it was time. I, I figured, you know, I might as well set up shop out here. Um, and uh, and I've been here since I graduated, which was in, was that 05, right? No, um, I was 05. Did you graduate with me? I thought you graduated yeah, the year did. before me. No, I took the year off, so I graduated with you. Um, oh, okay, yeah, 05. So, so so it was good old O five. Um and I've been out here since then, which is like holy crap, what is that? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen eight years I've been out in Chicago. Um mm-hmm. that's like the longest I've ever stayed in one place ever. So I figured it was uh it was time to it was a good time to buy and found a nice little single family home. And uh you know can uh, set it up. I think I'm going to put a recording studio in the basement. Um, uh huh. Just just for shits and giggles. And are you married, so, Jeff? Engaged? Married? I said shits and giggles. Uh, no, I am not. I am not. I, I am You're not engaged. So. Oh. Um, okay. You know. So. No, got another uh, couple of months of till September. So we will see. Um, you know. <laughs> All right. No, I, for some reason, I thought you were. Uh, not married yet. Engaged. So September 9th uh, is is the date. So in uh, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, uh, at the old Playboy Club, actually. Um, really? If can, yeah. If you can imagine that uh, Hugh Hefner had a club in the middle of bumfuck Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, Tamika, you're back now, no? Tamika? Hello? Oh, she's gone again. All right. So It's a, it's a good gag, though, Ryan. I like it. The Tamika gag? It's, we just, we it, is it what? <laughs> it's, a, huh? it's a gag, right? It's a gag. It's got to be a gag. No, she, I'm pretty sure she just said something. I'm pretty sure after Jeff said shits and giggles just now, I think Tamika went, he said shits and giggles, ha, 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 and now she's gone again. Maybe maybe she's your censor. Like when someone curses, she'll come on and and over. Oh, and then repeat it. No, she repeated it. <laughs> she repeated it. So she's the board, a bad censor. And she's and the devil on my shoulder. She's the say. devil of censorship. <laughs> I mean, any good censor would repeat it. That's that's really what they should do. You're right. You're right. Just ingrain it in society. There, therefore, would not need to be censored. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, so, Jeff, it sounds like things are going well for you. You got the house, you got the the date coming up, and you're you're done with working on that 
miserable Dan singing in the rain crap, and you can move on to the next one. Exactly. You know, good old uh, Sunset Boulevard, which it's basically like, you know, I guess it would be a, I don't know, it's basically the same show. They're both shows that, like, involve silent film stars that either become washed up or do the talkies, which is very weird. Um, <laughs> seems, uh-huh. seems like a real weird choice to me, but, uh, you know, I I just run the shows. I don't pick them. But, right. Uh, speaking of shows, Rich Prue, how how is your show coming along? Yeah, we were just talking about it. Uh, yeah, we uh, finished filming a web series. It was two weeks ago we finished filming, and it's in post post production right now. And uh, yeah, it's looking really good. You know, we got uh, the first uh, rough cut. It looks great. We're really happy about the timing of everything. Uh, yeah, really excited. It's, uh, it's going to be a good time. Worked with good people. My girlfriend, she's good people. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I don't see Jeff Diplinski. I don't think you met. I don't know if you met Lisa because I think you may have. She was probably not there until you had graduated. No, wouldn't she have been a freshman? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because I graduated in '05, so she would have been. Oh wait, when did you start? She, you're right. She graduated in 08, so you're right. She probably was there. She may have even been a sophomore when you graduated. And now she would have been a freshman. I right. can't do math these days. <laughs> math, so, have you, have you met her? When was the last? I, I believe we have. No. Uh, I mean, college for, you know, me was a drunken, weed-induced stupor. <laughs> um, it was Syracuse. I mean... I mean, it was. Yeah. Luckily, I got through it, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got through it. You found the way. I did. <laughs> um, which, speaking, I, I assume you guys got that, like, email slash phone call slash, like, mailer slash we're going to beat you over the head about this, like, coffee table book that they did. Did anybody see that? I don't no. know. I, I haven't received this. Book? What is this? this I, it was, like, a couple months ago. But you guys remember mm-hmm. Jonathan Burge? He he bought this coffee table book, which has, like, it's actually kind of creepy because I should go and look and see if it has your address slash phone number slash email addresses slash what you're doing right now because it did for me. Um, And it was was very kind of stalker-esque, and I was like, how how did they get all this information? (laughs) I know I didn't didn't give it to them. but it is interesting to see people that you thought graduated in, like, you know, 05 or 04 that, like, were one class short, and then they got that class, like, from another school or something and, like, graduated in, like, 2010. <laughs> you mean, like, Paul Gagnon? My buddy Paul Gagnon? Paul Gagnon. How the hell is that guy? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that he – I'm pretty sure he failed Craig's class due to his absences and wound up uh, not – he wound up walking, thought he graduated, but then he got a letter a couple months later saying he didn't graduate because he failed that class. You got a letter? He got a letter? They just were like, by the way, the, 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 the document you have saying you graduated didn't actually fake. Well, there yeah, was no exactly. document. I mean, there was, was no like, document. Like, it was a blank piece of paper. Like, if that. 
I still don't know how. I I still understand how this is a coffee table book. I mean, who would put a book of people's addresses and graduation dates on there? Yeah, and how? Wait, I'm confused too. Did Jonathan Verge? Did he write the book? Who wrote the book? No, he 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 bought the book. And I mean, there are pictures of the campus and like history of the school and like all of that crap. But it's a very weird. And 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 a bunch of it, and then like the back, like you know, three quarters of it are like random pictures of people from like different graduating classes that you can send in. I don't think anyone that we know sent in a picture. Maybe like one or two people we'd be like, oh, I know that person. Um, mm-hmm. Of like where they're at now. Um, <laughs> it's sort of a. It's a very weird book, and I don't. It was like sixty bucks, and I was like, "Why did you spend money on that?" And he was like, "Well, yeah. oh, it looks good, and it totally sucks." It's like, yeah. <laughs> Are you, is he so, out there? Is he in Chicago now? He is out here in Chicago. Okay. He, he gotcha. is. Uh, yeah, a couple of years. What was it? Like two years ago, he was thinking of moving back to New York, and then got a job working at a theater, and was like, "Oh, I'm going to stay now." and has a day job, I think, working at a bank. Mm-hmm. No, good for him. So let's. Uh, last night, one of our uh, favorite guests, Sean Broyles, was on Wheel of Fortune, and we want to talk to him about that. So we're going to place a call out right now. Uh, Coach, you want to stick around, or you you got a? Yeah, I'll stick around. No, I got nothing okay, to do. Okay, cool. All Hang right, we're out. gonna we're gonna place a call out. Rich Prue, are you excited? Yeah, no, do it. I can't wait. I, this is a prank call guy. Let's do it. Uh, I mean, I will say, I'm kind of excited to hear what it's like to be on fucking Wheel of Fortune. Excuse my language. Um, <laughs> the internet, you can say whatever you want. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, let's see. Okay, it's dialing, I think. Oh. Hello? Sean Broyles, it's it's yes. Ryan. How you doing? What's going on, man? Uh, not much. So I'm here with with my uh, my last minute co-hosts here, Rich Prue and Jeff Zablinski, all <laughs> all Syracuse uh, alumni. And uh, thank you, sir, for being a last minute guest tonight. Um, oh, you know how it is. I love it, man. Oh, absolutely. We love you too. So let, let's talk about uh, last last night. We're on. Uh, you were on Wheel of Fortune. Um, and the couple next to you was like uh, some sort of Wheel of Fortune uh, Terminator-like uh, genius piece. Explain what happened. Dude, what the hell? First of all, what the hell? Question, <laughs> does Vanna White look old in person, by the way? You know what? I- I'll answer it this way. She came down uh, before the show without any makeup, and I was – a tad stunned with what I was looking at, but then after when the show, but, but when the show started, she looked great. So that's how I qualify that. Okay. <laughs> no, this couple in the middle. I mean, you know what? It was like some sort of they had like you know at the casino where uh, if you're playing roulette, the dealer can push the little pedal and stop it. You know, so you lose. This is like yeah. what these people had. It's like they had a pedal and they could stop it on the 3500 square the whole time. It was it was ridiculous. I'm sitting there seething the whole time thinking about how I want to, you know, throw these people in the freaking ocean. And it was just it, it was ridiculous. It was unbelievable. And the worst part about it was I knew these I knew the puzzles before they even 
I mean, they had spun the wheel like five, six more times, and I already knew the answer, but they kept, you know, landing on 3,500. I mean, they took home, what was it, like 50,000? Yeah, 47, I think. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, yeah, and I could tell that you were getting more and more upset, but you handled it <laughs> very well. You just, you were very kind, very nice, very congratulatory, but... Uh, I knew what was going on inside that mine. Dude, I was inside. I was like Chris Brown and Frank Ocean had just won the Grammy. That's how I. That's how I wanted to be. I mean, if, if I had if, if I had my choice, I would have stood there, arms crossed, and just looked off in the distance, like you know, like I despise these people. But you know, what could I do? You know, you gotta you gotta show graciousness in the, uh, in the in the face of defeat. Isn't that what Napoleon said or something? I don't really know. If Napoleon says I don't even know who he is. I really don't. don't. I'm just, just talking out of my ass as usual. What are the consolation prizes on Wheel of Fortune? Well, you, <laughs> the bare minimum you can leave with if it's uh, if you're with a couple is two grand. So we left with a little bit more than that. We left with like, uh, like 8,700 or something like that. No, that's not bad. Well, that's good. You know. Yeah, well, we got lucky, man, because, uh, like I said, I spun the wheel twice. I think that's what pissed me off the most, is you, you build this whole thing up. This has been like a year in the making between auditioning and, and you know, auditioning two or three times and coming in. And, you know, in the end, you just you want to play the game. And I spun the wheel twice, once a bankrupt. Oh. I'm like, uh-huh. I, I'm like, you know, this. there's something going on here. There's something fishy. Like I said, Pat has that that dealer pedal in the background. He didn't, he didn't like the looks of me or something, and he, he landed me on bankrupt. Well, speaking of that, don't you think that, that Pat Sajak has dead bodies in his freezer? <laughs> that would be, be one of the grand prizes you win. Yeah, they'll go. They'll... Be shocked. If that guy has not gone completely mental yet, I'd be shocked. Because didn't that other – there was that other game show host who – well, he 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 wound up committing suicide, right? And oh yeah, the guy from the yeah the guy from Family Feud, yeah yeah. Ray uh, Combs, Ray something. Yeah, yeah Ray, Ray Combs, Ray Combs. Yes, exactly. So I think Pat Sajak should be doing that job day in day out. Uh, I I don't know. I would go nuts. Well, this is the 30th anniversary of Wheel, so maybe the 40th anniversary they'll bring back the you know when you used to be able to buy gifts. You know, you used to be able to buy all the cheap ass and stuff with the with the with the money you win. Maybe they'll do that on the 40th anniversary. Except instead of gifts, they'll bring like the heads of lost loved ones, and then they'll put it on the pedestals, and then then they'll bring in like all the missing reports and all the people who have filed missing reports over the years, and you can bid on the head of your lost loved one that was in Pat Sajak's freezer. <laughs> That works. That works. Oh, yeah. Um, so, also want to talk to you about uh, the. Well, actually, Jeff Blinsky, do you have any further Wheel of Fortune questions? I know you were fascinated by it. Yeah, I was. Is how heavy is the wheel? I mean, is it like very, very, yeah, very heavy. Yeah, it was. It was. It, 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 it's not difficult to turn. You're like, Jesus. Do you get some practice spins before you're like on camera, like in front of? How hundreds of people are <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you did. We we got to do a little run through. Yeah, we got to do a little run through, and that's actually where like, and, and I'm not trying to be sexist here, but that's like a lot of the women during the run through, like, well, there's no way in hell I can spin this thing, and then there's, so a lot of a lot of the husbands just had to do the spinning because even I me, mean, not my wife, she was like, I can't spin this thing. It's so heavy. 
So it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a bit insane. And then, and they've got these risers and, you know, I'm not the tallest guy in the world. I mean, I'm, I'm looking up to freaking Emmanuel Lewis here. And, and, and so, so they put you on risers so that you can match up with the, uh, with your contestants. And I happen to be standing next to a guy who was like literally six, eight. So you, you can see on the show that, you know, like the wheel stops at like his, you know, like calf and it stops at my chest. So it's like a total, you can tell that we're like totally different <laughs> planes on this. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, why, why would that even be important that you guys are at the same height behind the tables? I mean, is, that, is there some aesthetic pleasingness to people being exactly the same height on Wheel of Fortune? I, I don't know. I think, you know, maybe it's the camera shot or whatever, but, you know, I mean, if you think about it, I'm 5'4". This guy was literally 6'8". They probably would have had to have a camera with like a 90 millimeter lens to pull out wide to get us both in the shot. So it was, uh, it, it was, it was a bit nuts, but it was, I mean, it was a great experience, but it's just, you know, I wish I would have been able to play a little bit more. I mean, I think it's ironic <laughs> that you say the wheel is so heavy. That, I mean, it's, so you wouldn't be able to be an elderly person doing the wheel, which is ironic because that's their target audience. <laughs> right. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? It's really like the uh, the early bird special crowd at the uh, at the retirement center, isn't it? I mean, and so so it's odd that they would. Ha- I mean, it is seriously heavy, even for me. It was it was a heavy wheel, and and there's a lot of old people that I'm sure don't get it. I mean, it's, but you know, it's like the uh, it's like the Price is Right, the Price is Right um, uh, wheel. I wonder. You got to wonder how heavy that thing is. <laughs> you been drinking a little there on the softball field, Sonny? The Price is Right. <laughs> dude, dude, I, I wish I was drinking. I mean, I don't know if you've ever watched seven-year-old girls play softball, but it is brutal. It is every, just every, every other day. Yeah, I'm just gonna say, not your comment of watching seven-year-old girls play softball is brutal. Yeah, I guess I should have qualified what what the reason was I was watching seven year olds watching you know girls playing softball. That would have made some sense. Instead, now I, oh, there's a knock on the door. It's the police. Thanks. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hi, Chris Hansen. I, I didn't know that Dateline was shooting today. Sorry. You know, I, I had a, a guy on the show one time. It was one of these live interviews that we were doing. Um, his name was True. He's a rapper out of Virginia. And uh, one of his guys in his entourage, uh, I asked him what he does in the, in the group. And he said, well, you know, I'm just like, I'm like the guy who comes around and, like, gives the kids candy and everything. And I go, uh, sounds like we might need some pants in here now. And then, like, they all cracked up. And then uh, evening, later in the night, I walk out the door and I walk by this guy, uh, the, Hans- the Chris Hansen guy, and I was like, the, you better watch out for Chris Hansen. And then he goes, you know what? I said that, and I thought it was all right, but then I realized that was a little Hansen-ish. And I thought it was hilarious. A little Hansen-ish. Hansen-ish. That's now in the Oxford Dictionary. <laughs> that's, that's strictly used by pedophiles. It's, it's, boy, I don't want to get all Hansen-ish on you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That was a little Hansen-ish. Yeah. So, you, um, so let's talk about the uh, – you, you, my friend – uh, were the one who posted the video of the, the New Year's disaster with Jamie Kennedy. And right. now um, you've posted a new video of a prank call uh, on a, at a Los Angeles television station. Tell us about that. We played it early in the show, actually. Oh, did you really? Yeah. It, was that not hilarious? 
I mean, just I, I, we were we were torn. I was really <sighs> torn. Oh my God! I you know I was sitting here watching this and and you know obviously this Chris Dorner thing is just it was just fascinating. And, you know, the fact is, I was telling my wife at the time, I'm like, Jesus, how many bears are going to get killed out there because they think it's Chris Dorner because he's the size of a freaking bear. But anyway, so, I, so but I'm watching this thing, and all of a sudden this prank call happened, and immediately I turned it around because I said, oh, my God, i got to record this thing. And the next thing you know, he, told, he called her, you know, whatever he called her. And I didn't even realize until later that it was the guy from Howard Stern doing it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so, but here's why I feel bad. Cause I used to be a news anchor and I know in like breaking news situations, the anchor's basically out on an Island and she's just listening to what the producer tells her. The producer says, Hey, I've got this wildlife guy who's going to tell you a story about a limousine driver named Ronnie who gets into a shootout with a bear. You gotta, you gotta talk to him. So, um, so I mean, if you're an anchor, who's not going to turn down a limo versus bear shootout? I mean, that's like gold. So I feel bad for this woman. <laughs> it's, it is. It's it's outstanding. It's Hansonish. So I'm sitting there and, and I'm like I'm like. <laughs> so I'm watching this thing and this happens and you know obviously I threw it up on the internet and you know we got a lot of hits and. And the uh, guy from Stern ended up calling me and thanked me for putting it up there, so he used it and stuff. But, dude, what a crazy wow. freaking story this thing is. So this time you actually got thanked for putting it up as opposed to last time when you were uh, punished. <laughs> dude, I was you, – you don't even know. I created so many false YouTube accounts after that Jamie Kennedy thing because I kept trying to repost the video. And, you know, I don't know if you know, but they, they, they shut you down. When they shut you down due to due – to, uh, uh, the copyright violations, they make you take this test to prove that you're, you've learned your lesson and, and, and you won't do it again. So instead of taking the test, I just created like 10 new YouTube accounts and started posting stuff. That is I saw the Jamie Kennedy thing and about pissed my pants as I was watching that debacle unfold. You got in trouble for that? Oh yeah. They shut down my account um, temporarily. And so you know, while I was creating all these new accounts, I also had to take a copyright exam. It's called copyright school. And they had these little cartoon bears jumping around singing songs about how, you know, you screwed up. Now don't do it again. And then you have to sing the song. And No, you don't really have to sing the song. But you have to watch the test. You've got to take this test, prove that you understand why you screwed up, and then, you, then your account gets reinstated. And if you screw up two more times, they call it three strikes, they will shut you down forever on YouTube. <laughs> Which is, I mean, come on. If you guys watch this, can you tell me that, I mean, wasn't this something that the world deserved to see this Jamie Kennedy fiasco? I mean, what, who's, who's really bothered by this? Well, when I first started watching it, I was like, there's no way this is like, there's no way whatever, whoever was in the truck, the production truck, was like, yeah, we'll put this, like, there was no one in there to be like, uh, let's see. like this is just we've gone well past the debacle state and yeah. we need to like just shut her down and cut our losses and roll that beautiful bean footage from. Right. Right. I mean, it looked like you know it was just like random cuts of like what wasn't really aired, and then as I realized that it was actually people were sitting at home watching that unfold live. I was, 
I was flabbergasted. It's what that's that's why I think I enjoyed this uh, this Chris Dorner prank call too because I think there's just something special about watching you know somebody get screwed on live television and you know especially when they're you know obviously they didn't do their homework at KCD, KCBS uh, because if they knew a guy was calling about Ronnie the limo driver to you know I mean come on man first of all the yeah. first of all the limo driver is. Is on his way to a block party in Big Bear. What kind of people are having block parties in Big Bear? Right? I mean, good lord! I mean, it, it's, I don't know how. Again, and this is market two. This is the second highest market in the country, and you put that on there. I, I just, I mean, it's just honestly, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, now, I think someone said that color a little better. <laughs> uh, Sean, as a as somebody who's been involved with with the network news and everything uh, for a long time, uh, do you? I want to get your professional opinion on this. Do you think that there will ever be anything better than this? One resident describes her horrifying experience when she first realized the complex was on fire. Well, I woke up to go get me a cold pop, but then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> then I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I for my life. And then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's outstanding. Now, t- tell me you've seen, you haven't seen this yet? I have not seen that. Was that, where did that, was that real? Yes, how have you not seen yeah. that? Nobody dude, I'm that. still Dude, I'm still on I'm still on the smash, smash, smash. I'm still on that guy. The guy who you saw that guy who hatcheted a guy the other day this homeless dude. You didn't see that one? Didn't see that one. Oh my god, just look up smash, smash, smash and it it's even better than I got me the bronchitis. It's even better than that. I don't think. I don't know if that's true. I'll look it up, but I doubt it. Rich Prune, I guarantee uh, you, you will be playing this on your next show. Smash, smash, smash. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Smash, smash, smash. I gotta I'll check that out. Yeah. No, uh, that that Rich, that bronchitis thing is great. <laughs> Rich Prue, are you still there? No, I'm here. Oh, definitely. Okay. Thought so. Um, now, have you heard of that? The the clip I just played. No, I didn't hear it, but it definitely reminded me. Wasn't there one that was like a there was like a golden something in a tree? There was like a, bo- a, bo- a box of gold or something in a tree, and these guys were like, "Oh, it's up in the tree. You gotta get up in the tree." And it was I don't know. There's something similar. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, sounds similar. Anyway, this woman was interviewed in Oklahoma City after an apartment fire, um, and uh, eventually uh, I wound up. Uh, her name is Sweet Brown. Oh my God. <laughs> And I, I contacted her manager, um, and uh, because the, the video has gotten like seven million now, like fifteen million YouTube hits. So uh, she has a manager. Manager's name is Sparkle Adams. I contacted Sparkle. We worked out. She came on my show, and I've, I've played this for a few of my friends. And uh, the one they've told me, the, the ones who take the subway, have told me that they were on the subway in tears, laughing because they found it so funny. So. If anybody listening has a chance, go back, check out the Sweet Brown episode of Blazing Riot. She will have you in tears. She is a, a delight. And now we're like Twitter BFFs. 
Oh my God! Was she remixed yet by those guys who do the music? You know what I'm saying? Those uh, the guys who who, who do the music remixes to the YouTube videos. I can't remember I'm what glad, they're called. I'm glad you asked. Describes her uh, horrifying experience when she first realized the complex was on fire. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Oh, the cruise, the carnival? 
Yeah, it's one of the Carnival cruise ships. It's out there. They're trying to get it back. The fire is stalled out there. Um, Hold on. There, everything... there, there's ahead. another one? Because that happened yeah, like... Yeah, there is another one. This happened just like two days ago. All right. Well, I didn't know that. That's... Right? I guess I won't be right. going on a Carnival cruise anytime soon. Believe it or not, it has happened again. And uh, apparently this time, like, everything's kind of falling apart. The toilets aren't even flushing, right? So you, you can't... You can't flush yeah. your toilets. Um, so this brings me to my quiz here. Um, if your toilet's not working in your room and you're on a cruise ship for another few days, you're trapped there, uh, you have three options. Option number A, what would you do? You would, would you drop trowel over the boat's edge and just do your business that way? Keep in mind that this is on the news, so there are going to be cameras. Uh, option B, would you use the boat's swimming pool as a toilet? Because cool. it's, kind of their, it's kind of their problem. You know, they, they, the boat's broken down, so you take a dump in their, in their swimming pool, you might as well use that. But then again, the caveat being the security guards might stop you. Or C, do you go, do you go in a plastic bag, um, which I think is probably the most demeaning, of the three, uh, which one, A, B, or C? Uh, uh, Ryan, what is your? I will. What? Sorry. What? What do you think? Well, my initial, my my instincts, my instinctual uh, reaction when Rich, you first mentioned this, was to go over the edge of the boat. But then you reminded me of the cameras, and right. now I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted. Right. Um, I don't think I would use the pool though. I, I no, think you- carnivals. My question is, how is the pool working? Because they fill the pools on cruise ships with salt water from the ocean and then drain them like every night, usually. Um, so how is that working if I can't flush the pisser? But I think based on my, you know, uh, oceanic law, they would be passing us plastic bags and say, here you go. You have to go in these. So which is that what you choose? Do you choose C, go in a plastic bag? I choose C. That's not – I mean – would I necessarily want to do that or do that? No, I'd like go to my neighbors and drop a deuce in their bathroom, and they no. would be stuck with it. That's actually but a good I, option, but I didn't. That was not one of the options. I should have thought that. One <laughs> but I think I think that you would be required to crap in a bag. Yeah. Listen, the I, okay, I made up my mind. I would see. The thing is, I get such severe performance anxiety that even if I, I was thinking maybe I could wait until it's like 3 a.m. and then go out there. And go over the boat, but then you know the cameras will be there then, and then they, they got the footage of me nice taking vision. a dunk over the thing. So yeah. I think that I would be in the privacy of my own bunker, cabin, whatever, and use the plastic bag. What about yeah, you? Yeah, you have to use the plastic bag. Well, I, that's the answer. Although I think honestly, if I were to do it, I would drop trout. I just I, I like attention, so I would drop trout to the boat's edge and just it doesn't matter if my butt's all over. It's uh, it's so part of the process. This begs the question of, so what are they doing with these plastic bags filled of urine and feces? Like there must be a special, there must be a special room for this. They have like they must have a, <laughs> oh, God. a, a poo storage room or something. I mean, they've got it's what they call it the poop deck. I yeah maybe I feel like that's more demeaning than having to pick up your dog scrap. <laughs> the upper deck, bag. upper decker. Uh huh. Continue. You know, I mean you're that. Like to be walking to a special trash can to drop your own feces in is more demeaning than having to pick up your dog's crap. They probably have you. Mm. They probably make you put your name on the plastic bag too. I mean, they got to keep track of who's doing what. <laughs> is it is it a one time use bag or are they like sorry this is all we have? 
for the next yeah, four man. days. They give you like a, they oh. give you like a gallon sized bag, and they're like, "This is what you got." Well, because you're not going to go in your toilet, because if you go in your toilet, that's where you're living in this horrible hell that is a trap boat. You can't, you can't ruin your room. You would have to go in a big plastic bag. Oh boy! And then of all the places that they drop these people off to, for you know, for some. Some relief. They drop them off in Mobile, Alabama, of all places. Is that where they towed the boats? That's where they, yeah, that's where they deboated or whatever. But they, I think they were what two days without bathrooms and stuff on the boat. But then they got the the other boat to help it go towards the shore and wound up in Mobile, Alabama. Some people were driving from like Texas and stuff to see their pick up their wives and stuff. Uh, but a part of me with this whole situation though is not all that sympathetic because these are people who were going, could afford to go on a cruise, you know? I don't yeah, know, I guess that's the point. I guess that's the point. Well, they say, actually, I was reading an article. They're saying that this isn't the cruise lines. They tell everybody that this doesn't happen very often, but apparently this kind of thing happens a lot. Like in the, what, year and a half, two years since the last cruise ship fire in the engine room that we heard about, there have been 10 others that have debilitated the ship to a point where it either is barely limping home or can't leave the ocean ten times in the last two years since the last big event we heard in the news, the one that was off the coast of L.A. here. I mean, you know, but apparently Are you serious? affordable. Yeah, that, that's what it said ten times I read in this article. That's a lot of free cruises they're hanging out, handing out. Yeah, no I kidding. Mean, no kidding. And, like... After you've experienced that, is like you really is like a free cruise really the thing you want? Like yeah, that's the last <laughs> thing I would want. Actually. I'd be like, why don't, you, yeah. why don't you just refund my money and give me the money of what another cruise would cost? Because I definitely don't want to go on a cruise for a while. Right. Yeah, I think a yeah. consolation prize would be to buy me a, a special like a new refurbished bathroom with like heated toilet seat because you can't use the toilets on the cruise ship, so they might as well buy you a nice, wonderful, glitzy toilet for when you get back home. Yeah. <laughs> a gift certificate, a yeah. gift certificate to toilet.com. That's got to be – someone has to own that website. Yeah, absolutely. We're going for it. I think Rich Prue is going there right now. I'm going there I right am, now. If my phone works, then, then I, I will as well. Um, so I think let's let's end on on this. No, let's end. Up, we we all come from the world of theater, so uh, let's talk about uh, what what is. Uh, and we got the Oscars coming up. What are some movies that really spoke to you this year, uh, Coach? Let's start with you. Oh Jesus! Don't start with me. I feel like I okay. Have Rich, not... let's start with you. yep. Let's start I, with Rich. I'll go first. I'll go first. Moonrise Kingdom was mine. I love that film this year. That was great. The one with uh, Wes Anderson directed. Yes, that mm-hmm. was great. That was great. That just it had the music. I'm a big fan of classical music. See, when you asked me about the Grammys, I I haven't been in touch since the 1800s. So I love <laughs> the classical music system they have. Wes Anderson's composer, he uses I forget his name, but I love his stuff. Uh, he does a lot of video game soundtracks back in the day as well. Uh, Crash Bandicoot was where he started. But anyway, great music. The film, uh, you know, the kids' adventures that they were going on, you know, running away and. The drama was—it was just so like—I um, don't know if the word snarky is appropriate because it wasn't snarky, but it was like very—it was very like overplayed and and over dramatized, but at the same time, 
everyone was kind of calm, you know? It was like the, mm-hmm. it was I love I love Wes Anderson's style. So that's that was my movie of the year last year. I really loved it. Okay. And Coach, what about you? I, I did see that one. I, I enjoyed it a lot as well. I mean my problem with movies I see I do have a did you guys see the Lame Is movie? Did oh, anybody yeah. see that? What? I saw it. What did you think? I mean, I yeah, I liked it. I, the thing is, you know, um, it was nice to see that they were doing it. Apparently, they did all the singing on that one live. Like, they actually recorded it while the actors were singing versus uh, a lot of these music mu- musical movies. They have, uh, you know, ADR. They do it later. They dub it over. Yeah. and they, So it was nice to see they tried something new with that. And, um, and I really loved... Uh, Oh my gosh, what's her name? I'm losing it. Uh, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Thank you. Yeah, her her performance was out of this world. I thought she was. I mean, she did this one incredible song in one incredible take, and um, I, the camera's just right in her face too. So as an actor, I can imagine that that would be. You'd really have to work yourself up to to get there, and, and she did a great job with that. Uh huh. Well, they did. They did do all the singing live. All the actors had. My, my friend was the vocal coach for uh, Russell Crowe, which yeah, no it it's hard to tell that he had a vocal coach. But I can only imagine. <laughs> I can I only imagine. Something. I can only imagine how crappy he must have sounded before, like, right. hiring her on as the vocal coach. Um, right. Because even with her help, it, I. I I yeah. didn't see it because of the clips I saw. I just I really enjoy that show, so I knew that I was gonna like yell at the screen through the entire film and figure I'll just wait till it comes out on DVD and <laughs> do it at home and and yell at it at home because I I know that I'm gonna have to. Um, but I I enjoyed The Hobbit. I think they I enjoyed The Hobbit as well. I thought that was mm. I, I I dig Peter Jackson. I think it could have possibly maybe not have like dragged on as much as it did, but I, I understand yeah, what they're well. trying to do there with it, which is make money and have multiple films. Um, well, yeah, that's, I was going to say the same thing. I didn't see it, but I knew, like, my friend was like, oh, you got to go see it. It was awesome. I loved it. And then I was saying, okay, well, it's just the one film, right? And he's like, no, it's one of three. And I was, I was instantly like, well, I don't really care then. If it was one movie, one movie that Peter Jackson said, I want to make this film, after all the Lord of the Rings thing, I'm going to compact it down to one two-hour film or three-hour film. That I would have seen. But if it's just another long, drawn-out process, I don't know. I don't know. Well, and here's my thing. Like, I love the book, but it's still, like, how, like, because if you look at the Lord of the Rings series, like, two towers, I mean, you know, you have Fellowship where you're getting all the backstory and all of that, and you're like, all right, cool, and there's, like, the battle at the end, and, you know, and then two happens, and, like, it's kind of like, all right, well, Helm's Deep happens at the end, and you're like, all right, well, I could have just watched the last 20 minutes of this film and gone right on to three and gotten the gist of all it. I'm kind of like, is the second movie just going to literally be him wandering around? Like, (laughs) I mean, what, why, why does it need to be three? Like, even if you want to make it two three-hour movies, I'm like, okay, but three three three-hour movies? Uh, uh, I mean, New Zealand's a beautiful place. So if you're wandering around anywhere, might as well be there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but so, you know. 
I think um, I'm looking at the the nominations now. The nominees now for best picture for for this year, and I don't think I've seen any but two of these. Um, Which one? Well, and yeah, will you list the, them all off for us there? Yeah, I will list the two that I've seen are Django Unchained and Lincoln. Um, which I, I love both I of them. See. Oh, okay. So the list goes, and I don't know when the Oscars became, uh, why they, I don't know when they stopped narrowing down, but they got like 10 choices here. So best <laughs> picture nominations are Amour, uh, Argo, Beast of Southern Wild, Django Unchained, Les Mis, um, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings, Playbook, and Zero Dark Thirty. I did see Lincoln. I enjoyed that. Um, yes, I I want to see Zero Dark Thirty. I haven't. I heard that was a really good flick, though. It was it was pretty great. It was pretty darn great. And I saw Argo as well, which they're I mean they're not exactly the same film, of course, but they're similar, like in based in reality and uh, and war and and that kind of thing. They're similar films. Argo was funny. It had a good sense of humor. The Zero Dark Thirty was uh, the better film of the two, if you if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, it was serious no. and. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, Coach, did you see um, Django? I didn't. I didn't see it. Um, spoiler alert. And Rich, alert. you didn't either? Spoiler alert. Uh, sorry. Apparently someone dies. sorry, what's the spoiler alert? That someone dies, like, important, like, I don't know, DiCaprio dies, or someone told me the end of it, and I was like, well. <laughs> um, well it is, uh, I, I, I loved it. The, the thing that's... Um, that I find interesting about all these awards now, though, is that uh, the everyone but the lead is getting nominated. Like, say, like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Christoph Waltz are nominated for Best Supporting Actor at the Golden Globes, and I think, I, I, I'm sure Christoph is at the Oscars. Leo might be, too, I'm not sure. Um, and then uh, Jamie Foxx, though, is receiving no, you know, accolades for his role as the lead character. And I mentioned this to somebody recently, and Whoever I was talking to said, "Well, Quentin Tarantino movies are not a, like they're not written for the leads; they're written for the other characters." Is there validity validity to that? Do you think, guys? I, I would, I would, I would say yes. I think they're more like, I mean, they always have sort of that like the lead character, but I think his pieces are more sort of ensemble pieces. Like if you yeah, look I was at like, say the same thing, yeah. You know, it's very, they're very, without the awesomeness of the ensemble around that leading character, I feel like you would be like, like if you had just Jamie Foxx in that and none of the other players, I feel like you would be like, nah, that movie's not that great. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's sort of, you know, if you look at like a Reservoir Dogs or, you know, even like a Kill Bill, I think it's sort of the peripheral characters that really make those films. Um, yeah, the, uh, it, it's, uh, it, 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 I, I, a lot of people think it was, it was, the, sh- the movie was too long, um, but I kind of loved every second of it, uh, and the, uh, the Christoph Waltz just is phenomenal in, in this movie. He, I'd say, uh, I, I don't know that this was truly an ensemble piece uh, in true Tarantino style, because I think that guy kind of carried the, I mean, Leo's always great, so is Jamie Foxx, but, but Christoph Waltz, was, if he wasn't in it, I don't think the movie would have been as strong, nearly as strong. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that one, so I can't speak yeah. to that. But, you know, maybe I'll, I'll wait till it comes out. 
<laughs> you know, watch it. By the way, toilets dot com is a uh, a portable toilet website. Yeah, I noticed that too. It's a portage on. Yeah, it's, it's a port potty website. Yeah, I thought that was rather funny. <laughs> that is really funny because it's not there. I mean, they're not. Are they even toilets? Are they technically toilets? Because they don't flush. There's no flushing mechanisms. Um, I don't know. They don't flush. Sometimes those things flush. No, if you look at the one on the top, if you're still on the website, the one on the top left that, like, is scrolling through, like, that is, like, basically a a toilet truck, those look like they flush. I mean, yeah, that is right. Like, that's got to flush. That's got to flush. You know, Lisa, this is actually a really short side story. Lisa was on set for a Bud Light commercial. She was an extra. And at one point, I mean, this is on the beach for, like, six hours they're filming on the beach. And this one girl gets stuck in one of those porta potties, the type you roll up like a, with a trailer, the door lock somehow busted on it. And so she was stuck in there for at, like an hour and a half and pounding on the door and like it must have gotten steamy inside. That would be that would that's like as horrible as getting stuck on like it's a small world at Disney World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean that's like that may trump being stuck on because if you're stuck on on small world they can't turn the music off. No, you can't. <laughs> Apparently. Can't. A friend of mine got stuck in there for like an hour and a half. And wow, that really happened. It really happened. It, yeah. So the, the music is powered by a nuclear generator underneath the facility. So if they turn it off, the whole place explodes. You can't turn <laughs> so the music. They had to listen to that damn song for an hour and a half. And I'm surprised he didn't kill someone. Yeah, post-traumatic stress <laughs> disorder or something. <laughs> or just, or just walk out of the damn ride. I'm like, the water can't be that deep. Let's just you have to get swim. The you have to wade. You have to wade out of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I'm uh, thinking, out of all of us who who is going to order one of these things tonight, and I think uh, Coach Sablinski, you should be the one. You got a new house now. You probably have a yard. You could use one of these portable toilets. I, I do, but like, what? I mean, I have bathrooms in the house. Do I? Do I need one? <laughs> Oh wow! I mean, it came with the places came with a bathroom. It came with bathrooms. It did actually. I mean, one of them is like very sketchy and like probably will never be used, um, <laughs> because it literally is like a creeper bathroom that looks like is it haunted or something? What do you mean it's a creeper no, it bathroom? No, it looks like it should be in like some dive bar with a hole cut in the wall, you know, for whatever to happen. Um, it's the bathroom in the basement. It's very, it's very not cool. Although the master bathroom has a bathtub that, like, all of us plus each of us inviting three people could fit in. It's like the biggest bathtub I've ever seen. Um, wow. Which is a bit ridiculous because I'm like, you know, this is way too big for even two people to bathe in. Does it have like jets and stuff? Is it a hot tub type deal? It does have jets, but it's sort of dated, so they kind uh-huh. of suck. But it does have them. They are they are there. <laughs> All right, well, well, it's, date, it's quite a date. Luxurious. We've got to meet up in in Chicago, and we've got to make this happen. Yeah, We're all going to take a bath together. Bath yep. party. Um, and actually, if the three if the three additional people could be clones of us, that would be the way to go. <laughs> I think it would. <laughs> I mean, why don't uh-huh. any of you ever come out and visit Chicago? By the way. It's a, it's a happy yeah. town. 
I've never been, and it's on my list. Lisa and I want to go there next, actually, and we're going to make a we're going to make a trip, Jeff. Uh, you should. I mean, I, there's a guest bedroom at my house, so you have a place to stay. Can I use the bathroom? Um, yeah, but you're, you're going to make them use that sketchy bathroom, aren't they? Yeah, you're going to make them use the creeper bathroom. Pat Sajak is going to come in and cut off his head, put it in the freezer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I may make you use the creeper bathroom once, but um, <laughs> Chicago is a, a happening town. There's, you know, a lot of good shit happening here. Well, a lot of TV shows are filming out here now. And mm-hmm. uh, there's good theater out here. Um, occasionally done yeah. at night. Um, but, you know, we, we've got the big players. We've got Stephen Wolf and Goodman and Looking Glass and all of those places. Um, mm-hmm. Do any of you guys watch Chicago Fire, by the way? No. 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 I don't either. I feel like I should, although there was a hilarious <laughs> – speaking of, like, speaking of news debacles, there was one – WGN, the big news station out here, uh, a ran a story like a stop Judge Judy and was like, you know, breaking news story, plane crash on Martin Luther King Boulevard, um, it's closed, holy crap, and it was and like sent their like news chopper over there, and they then came and found out that it was uh, Chicago Fire shooting a scene. Uh, after they had, they like, had to stop Judge Judy and everything. I, after like a half an hour of them being like, it's a plane crash that happened, they were like, wait, it was just, uh, it was Chicago Fire. Well, I know from our all our mutual friend, uh, depending on how you feel about her, I don't know if she's your friend, uh, Michelle Kinney, that she uh, she posted on Facebook something about how Chicago Fire is very unrealistic to the, almost the point where it's kind of offensive. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't really have a desire to watch it. When I have turned it on, uh, the Australian guy from House has an American accent, and that really throws me off. And uh, the, the show d- doesn't really uh, keep my interest. But, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's worth it to, to get into uh, that show. I've seen, like, a couple episodes. It's all right. I mean, I would agree. It is definitely not, like, true to what Chicago firefighters do. But I feel like that's, like, all sort of procedural shows like that, you know? Um yeah. Like, do we really want to see them sitting around shooting darts for four <laughs> hours and then, like, go and rescue a cat from a tree? Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that wouldn't make good TV. So I, I, would think, I would think rescuing cats from trees also hits the list of things that don't actually happen to the firefighters. <laughs> oh, yes, that is, that is probably true. Uh, <laughs> speaking of house and accents and mind-blown... Uh, so what's his name? Hugh Hugh Lowry is that the guy who plays House on House? Yeah, Hugh Laurie. Uh-huh. Hugh Hugh Laurie. I, I did not for the longest time realize that he was British. He mm-hmm. has got a fucking superb American accent. I think. Absolutely, it's quite I, jarring when you see him when you hear him talk in his normal voice for the first time. It totally was. I there was like some interview that you know I like. The, the black hole that is YouTube, you, like, watch one video and then you, like, end up, you know, watching 17 other cat videos and some other, you know, pale video uh-huh. of, like, people falling on their face and shit. And then somehow there's this interview with him. And I was like, oh, I love how. Let's watch that. And so I clicked on that. He started talking. And I was like, why the hell is he talking in a British accent? And then I, like, 
did some research and realized that because he's British, but I would have never. If someone had been like, "I'll give you ten grand," is Hugh Lowry American or British? I'd have been like, "American." Um, <laughs> my mind was blown from that. Absolutely. By the way, Rich, was that was the cruise quiz only the one question, or was there more? No, it was, it, was one, it was just the one question. I figured, you know, one-hour show on the radio, we gotta we gotta keep it concise. It was the one. You know, we could probably come up with a different one. We could probably come up with a second question together. <laughs> All right. So if you can come up with a second question, let's end on that. Can you come up with one in like the next five seconds? All right. If you were trapped on a cruise ship out at the ocean and you had three choices for things to eat, would you a eat the lobster that had gone bad because the kitchen kind of powered down. Would you be, would you be, eat the, um, they have these, they have these plastic bags filled with other people's shit. So would you eat a plastic <laughs> bag that somebody has done it? Or, or would you eat uh, your neighbor um, in the room next door? Go for it. See, I, I that's what I, I was going to say, see, even if it wasn't an option, I was going to say, I would, Take a shit in my neighbor's cabin and then right. eat them. So, yeah, and then so, yeah. so that you can then create more of the shit. I mean, I don't. If you eat the bad lobster, you're just gonna have to shit more. And then yeah, at some point, you really run out bad. of plastic bags. Yeah, the plastic, I would, bags, the plastic bags off the limits, I think. I would. I would also shit in my neighbor's cabin. I would eat part of my neighbor, and then I would. Uh, when we got off the boat, I would keep the remains in a plastic bag and then get on a plane from Mobile, Alabama and fly to Los Angeles to meet up with Pat Sajak and deliver them to him <laughs> for collection. That's great. That's great. Ryan Holmes just won that shit. That would yeah, be the way to do it. That was, that was, yeah, that was some MacGyver-style crap right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rich Crew, Jeff Zablinski, I cannot thank you guys enough for coming on and, and, and pitch and clean up, pitch and clean up, whatever the phrase is tonight. Um, and uh, batting clean up, pinch hitting and batting clean up, right? I think that's what it is. Okay. So, um, uh, Rich, the, the website is, what is it? Something about normal. It's, finding, it's findingnormalwebseries.com. And Jeff Zablinski, it's. Toilets.com? Toilets.com. Toilets.com, yes. I do occasionally food blog, but I haven't been on it in a long time. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm not even going to give that out. So, <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll start writing stuff on it, and we'll give it the next time. Definitely. All right, uh, kiddos. So uh, I can think of no uh, better way of ending this show than by saying if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence, and if you have a Barbie doll, uh, bend her backwards, cut off her hair, burn her knuckles on the stove, and leave her in some drawers. Good night, Rich. Good night, Jess. Good night, everybody. Good, Good night. night. <laughs>